everybody. Welcome to TRB Live. Yes, it is the final TRB Live until after the Mandalorian season three. <laughs> I uh, was like, wait, wanna... wait, what? <laughs> Did I miss something? <laughs> it's just like this whole live thing. It's just so like played, man. Uh, but <laughs> it's not because we're going to be still doing live stuff because the Mando fan show is coming back. In six days, we're going live next week, Wednesday night. It's been a long time since, like, the pure Mando fan show. Like, we did it for Book of Boba Fett, but uh, we are so excited because we got a new Mando code happening. Where if you're new, we're going to give a hint or a clue every episode until the end of the season with a big giveaway. Uh, and we'll tell you how to enter that and how to uh, win that. And then also we're going to have a new lineup of guests, some familiar guests, some new people. Really excited about that. But most importantly, if you're available, uh, it's going to be Wednesday, 8.30 p.m. East, right here at YouTube.com slash at the Resistance Broadcast. The Mando Fan Show is back. James Lacey, how pumped are you yes. to bring our OG like review show back for its next run? I'm definitely excited. I think the interesting thing, if you look at today's news and what we're going to be talking about is we might not get Mandalorian again for a while. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. Yeah, I don't know how I feel about that part, but I am excited about the Mandalorian mm -hmm. being back. I'm going to say hi to JT in the chat who's never listened to us live, but it's 3 a.m. where he is, and I appreciate the dedication. So, yeah. JT. Hey. Wow. Hey, JT, how's it going? Um, I'm pumped for the Mando fan show to come back. I'm happy I don't have to edit it anymore while i love editing videos and it's something that i uh am passionate about i'm not uh feeling the pressure of having something turned around so quickly uh and making sure everybody gets that night um but the fact of just engaging with people live right after the episode comes out that day is just so cool i love talking with mm -hmm. you guys about what your reactions were in this season supposedly bigger and better than ever so it's gonna be bananas there might be more Pedro faces than ever before. So basically, I'm just going to do all tens. <laughs> I got to keep it, keep my reputation strong. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yep. It's uh, it's I, it's the, it, you know, we do these review shows for all the streaming series and stuff, but it's always like that first one is always special, and the Mando fan show just has its own feel to it, and I'm really excited mm -hmm. to get that going again. But uh, we're here for TRB Live, and we're going to talk about all the latest Star Wars news, give our takes on all of it, uh, do some speculating, and having a good time. So if you are joining us live, thank you very much. Uh, just so you know, uh, Super Chats are available if you would like your comment or question uh, read on the show and reacted to by us. Uh, also, um, later in the show, we're going to be doing some live Ask the Resistance and we have a lot of cool stuff to get into, but uh, make sure you're subscribed to us on our YouTube channel. And of course, your preferred podcast platform, whether that's Spotify, Apple, or what have you. Uh, we saw some new reviews coming in on those. So if you don't mind reviewing and rating us on those, it helps us show up in searches. Uh, but more importantly than anything, uh, have fun. Enjoy the show, whether you're listening on a podcast app or you're watching on YouTube or you're happen to be with us live. Uh, get ready for a good time because we have some cool stories to talk about here on the show uh anything you guys want to touch on before we dive into the resistance report happy birthday brian ward he's watching right now it's his birthday oh yeah and he happy has, birthday, uh, brian he's ward. made some yeah. really funny images of us in the past so happy birthday. yes 
Yeah. And, and cool and really cool ones too. Yeah. Mm-hmm, Not mm-hmm. even like really funny, but also really cool ones. Like that thing he mm-hmm. did of me is Han Solo and Lacey is Ray and James as Palpatine. Or no, no, Cassian. Cassian. Yeah. yeah. He's done but also Palpatine. Yeah. 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 Or as I like uh, to call him Pie Patine. <laughs> I also yeah. I also want to mention Ken Knapsocks in the chat. Hey Ken, he says I'm passing yeah. through to keep see uh, to say keep doing what you're doing. Let's keep building a positive corner of Star Wars YouTube. And John says he owes me beers in London. I think I read that. Uh, well, well, I'll see you at the pond, Ken. I'll see you in the <laughs> pond. Uh, but absolutely, yeah. I can't wait to see you and uh, have some beers. And thanks for popping by. And uh, can't wait to talk soon, man. Um, but yeah, uh, there's a lot to get into. So. Uh, Without uh, my least favorite phrase in the world, without further ado, James, <laughs> resistance. No, your least favorite is the one that's like get man myth legend. It. I don't like. Yeah, I don't like them because then they have no real adjectives to say about somebody. So if anyone ever refers to you as the man, the myth, the legend, that <laughs> they haven't done their homework, or they don't know much about you, or they don't really think of all that much. They about could you. be adding it on at the end. That's true. That's true. All right. You know, Everyone go on Twitter on... right now and be like, John's the best, the man, the myth, the legend. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, we're All gonna right. hand it over. We're gonna hand it over to uh, to James Bainey to do the resistance reports. So uh, here it is: the man, the myth, the legend, James Bainey. <laughs> of course. It's the resistance. I don't know who watches the Today Show, but recently a uh, great person was on it, uh, Rosario Dawson. And of course, because she's connected to Star Wars, they were going to ask about Star Wars. And she had things to say about Ahsoka, specifically saying it's um, coming out after the Haunted Mansion. But that, you know, comes out in August. So right after that would be the fall. She specifically mentions the fall. Um, I don't personally know where this falls no pun intended uh as far as her information base is known because i've seen other people involved in the mandalorian say the show is going to come out at this time um and it did not come out at that time i don't know if this is information to go off of or not but i think she seems like she's seen a schedule uh because she was based around other other properties so i'm gonna go with it for now that we are currently thinking the um i'm sorry did i say the mandalorian ahsoka is going to be dropping mm-hmm. in the fall um so i don't know what you guys think about that let's go ahead and start with john on this one what do you think i buy it um it's the lead of the show it's her show um and she she sort of says it twice in that interview because she said uh fall but she also said you know, we got Haunted Mansion happening in the summer and then we're going to be after that. So it seems more laid out than just a casual thing where she's like, yeah, I think fall. I think it may have been the, one of those little tinge things where she's like, was I supposed to say this? I'm already in the middle of the <laughs> sentence. So it's going to be in the fall. We're doing a soak in the fall. Mm-hmm, so I mm-hmm. think I, I'm buying this that it's the fall. And I've kind of, I don't know, like I'm going to wait till we talk about the next story, but I have, I think put, a solid guess at the map of the release schedule for all of the announced Disney plus series. And I want to see how wrong you guys think I am. So we'll do it after the next story. But um, uh, I did want to shout out, you know, Ken had such nice things to say Force center is his pod. If you guys haven't checked it out uh, anytime we're tagged in 
um, you know, check out this pod, check out this pod. We always have them paired up with Force Center, mm-hmm. and uh, I, th- that's really cool because they do such a great job over there. So you guys keep doing your thing too, and I uh, can't wait to hang in in uh, London. But yeah, I I don't know what you guys think. I think this is solid that it's going to be the fall, and also like the way shows are usually summertime is like a repeat season, and I think you know people are busy. There's a lot going on, and usually new shows start in fall or they end in spring. So I think doing something like that for Ahsoka in the summer might hurt it. So I'm going to go with that. It's pretty lock solid. We're going to get this thing in this uh, this fall. Mm-hmm. I, I think that makes sense considering um, the the landscape of Disney Plus and Star Wars shows that we've we've lined up here. Um, but what do you think, Lacey, on Ahsoka? I think this is 100% true. Um, Rosario is so sweet, but she lets things go (laughs) like she's very unsure of what she's allowed to say like on instagram where she's tagging people's stories that they shared with her and anakin sky guy like all that stuff that oh right yeah she she congratulated someone who supposedly isn't ezra (laughs) yeah and then someone might be thrawn i don't know she's done a couple things but it's only out of excitement and happiness that she's doing it not out of like any type of malicious behavior but (laughs) so that's why i think that this is legit because if she can share something she will and i feel like this is something that disney wouldn't care about like her saying it's coming in the fall that's not giving a date that's not get you know we had an idea that it was coming this year since lucasfilm and disney put out that slate at the beginning of the year of like these are the shows that are coming and ahsoka was on there and they've been talking Mm -hmm. about it a lot for the past year so we knew it was coming so all she's doing is just breaking it down into like a certain part of the year but it's nothing I would say crazy news until we get an actual date. Um, but that being said, I am so excited for this show. I think she's going to be amazing. She was great in The Mandalorian and Book of Boba Fett. Um, I'm really pumped for her because she is a fan casting. And that's just like another level of fan appreciation when someone is pictured as the perfect casting by fans and then actually happens. It's just yeah, it's crazy. It's really, really cool. For sure. Um I also think this timing is really good for Disney because they're trying to get that last push before the holidays of attention and subscribers and uh, Christmas toys and all that stuff is going to come out right around that time, um, which is a good way to end the year. Mm-hmm. Which I learned quarter four is actually not the end of the year. It's prior to that. Oh, you just learned that? <laughs> no, I learned that last year when we were talking about it. Oh, all right. Um yeah, do, John, did you say you had a list that you wanted to wait until the end of the next story? I can do it now. Because uh, the other one the other one here is Skeleton Crew, right? It's supposed to be this year. Uh, uh, not according to my list, which is not yeah. real. Your list? <laughs> John is the, the list guy. But yeah. I thought it was this year was Mandalorian, Skeleton Crew, and Ahsoka. And if Ahsoka's coming in the fall, then my thought was that that would maybe mean Skeleton Crew would be a summer release, or am I missing? I'm saying Whoa. Christmas. So here's think Christmas. Yeah. Let me lay this out, and you guys can say I think that's wrong or I think that's right. Um, it's gonna be incredible. Um, <laughs> in- all right. So JJ's back. Ahsoka. Uh, hey James. Uh, Ahsoka. I believe uh, the story that it's fall 2023. It filmed from May 2022 to October of that year, last year. Skeleton Crew filmed from September of this past year and just wrapped in January. So I don't think there's any chance that is going to be 
have any chance of speed ahead of Ahsoka and be released in the summer if it finished filming well after Ahsoka did. So I think Skeleton Crew is going to be the first series of 2024. I think that's going to be uh, winter or you know after New Year's or spring 2024 is going to be Skeleton Crew. So then I have the Acolyte next in 2024, whether that's like Obi-Wan Kenobi time, like uh, June, early June, something like that. Because that filmed October 22 and is still filming and scheduled to wrap later this spring. I think a year of post-production for uh, a production like that, which mirrors that of Andor. It's in the UK, a lot of sets, uh, probably a lot more involved with post-production. Uh, give a year post-production for that. That slots it at spring, early summer 2024. So that means Andor, I believe, is on track for, and I, I believe Tony Gilroy said this, uh, fall release again, 2024, because that's filming through August again this year. So they want the year of post-production on that. And then I think that means Mando season four will come out in the spring-ish of 2025, because that is reportedly going to start filming at the end of this year, wrap spring of 2024. And the new model of Mando seems to be, they don't need to rush it anymore because it's not the only show. They don't have to do a six months post production. They can give that a full mm -hmm. year, like they did with season three, and we'll see uh, Mando season four for spring twenty twenty five, maybe uh, coinciding with that next Star Wars celebration and giving breathing room for the new movie, which is going to come out in December, because this is the the, the whole slate uh, aside from other seasons being announced of these shows. Interesting. I I don't yeah I don't disregard that. I think that that sounds pretty good. Where I think Skeleton Crew is coming at the end shows? of the year. Where did I hear that there was three shows this year, though? In So in an email that came from Lucasfilm and Disney, where they said, what's coming this year? Skeleton Crew was included in that. Oh, right. So it was, they had Bad Batch in there. They had uh, Mandalorian. They had Ahsoka. And they had uh, Visions. And then also Skeleton Crew. Yeah. So then I think Skeleton Crew right. is going to do holiday season because that's a family oriented show with kids. So they want to get people around the the holiday time. Like you they think they'll back Hawkeye. to back it then? Go Ahsoka right into Skeleton Crew? Yeah, I think they could. They could. I'd be down for that. So yeah. fall, fall's a very wide month. You know what I mean? Like wide time. You're talking. I think Ahsoka's going to be like September. That's what I'm saying. Early September. Cool. And then say there's six episodes eight episodes or something it that's could hit only, thanksgiving and going yeah to september october and you have most of october and all of november and then like half of december off that's two months in between for them to stick in skeleton crew um but and then the only thing i can think is that they're leaning on the sort of thanksgiving but sort of christmas time holiday season for skeleton crew more than ahsoka probably because of the kids or something and then that's it what I just said. more of a oh, did you just say that? Oh, because <laughs> yeah. yeah. the family angle. Okay. Yes. I'm still thinking yep. about the the thing, so I might have missed that. Um <laughs> no, no, that actually then that makes perfect sense. So I think this lines up pretty well then. I think we got it. Um, but we, should we talk a little bit about that Mandalorian season four is written? Doug Chang has developed the art for it. This comes from John Favreau himself at the London QA promoting season three. Um, it really just is like a really random phone uh you know recording of of what we saw but um it's been covered yeah um what 
<laughs> uh, Lacey, what do you think about the Mandalorian season four already being in production? I'm pumped. Give me as much Mandalorian as you want to give me. I will never say no to more Mandalorian, especially if it's coming from Jon Favreau. Um, in my eyes, he can do no wrong, especially with this character that is his character. Um, I love hearing him talk about it from like day one to now. It, that energy has not left of like how hyped he is about his own show. Um, I think he's very giving with his time. He understands fans. He understands what fans want, I think. Um, in this interview, he also mentioned um, how celebration is the best because you get to watch everything with those fans in the room. And it just gets me even more hyped for that event mm -hmm. and what they're going to show us there. Um, right. But yeah, I, I will always take more Mandalorian. It is one of the best things to ever happen to Star Wars. And I stand by that statement um, over like saga films and stuff. I think it's some of the best stuff that they've ever done. Um, and it's transcended. We've talked about it on the show, but it's transcended just being star wars it's a part of pop culture like darth vader is uh the mandalorian and baby yoda grogu it, it, they're just you see them everywhere and everybody knows who they are so i couldn't even imagine having that impact on just like pop culture and people in general of knowing you've created something that's had such a connection with all these different people and this it's such a phenomenon that like why wouldn't you do season four, season five, season six, season seven? Like people are going to take it. I'll take it. Um, I love that they they mention Doug Chang. He deserves all the credit for the stuff that he comes up with. I remember watching an interview with him a couple of years ago where he was talking about creating ships. And he was like, oh, so-and-so needed right. a ship. So I just sit down at my desk and make a ship. And it's like the most ridiculously awesome thing you've ever seen in your life. And he was just like, oh, yeah, I just sketched this out like. I just thought like, hey, maybe it'd be cool if it had a triangle here. And you're like, this is so insanely detailed that like, I could never creatively think at a level uh, like that. Um, and I think it just gives a shine to the people that work behind the scenes. And I think oftentimes, not as of recently, I think recently they've done a better job. But in the past, you really don't know who those people are. Um, now, I don't think Doug Chang falls into that because he's Doug Chang, but it's just really cool to hear who's involved. And I feel strongly, and I always have, that John Favreau is the type of person that he's a creative genius in himself and he's passionate about what he does. But more than anything, he's the best at finding a team. He finds the right people to do the jobs that he knows he's going to get the best project product from. And he gives them credit. He is never the person to say, I did this when he didn't. Um, and he's always willing to shout out other people. And I think that's why we've seen The Mandalorian be so successful and in including so many different people from like cameos to behind the scenes to prop people to stunt people. And those stunt people and prop people are so open about the process on social media because Jon Favreau creates that environment of it's okay to share what you're doing. It's okay to share your love for this because I love it too. Um, and that's just cool. So I will take all the seasons of Mandalorian. Mm -hmm. John, uh, John Favreau says Mandalorian season four is written. What do you think? I think that's really cool because that means he was writing it while they were producing and filming Mando season three. And, you know, I think even if you love the Star Wars sequel trilogy, I think a lot of us would admit that having more of the cohesive narrative would have benefited that trilogy um now 
in this situation, it's the same person. So it doesn't matter, but there may be situations where he's writing something and he's like, you know what? Let's tweak this scene because this is going to have a, like, it may not make sense when people watch season three, but when they watch season four, there's going to be a massive payoff here and it's going to feel like nothing here, but there's going to be a reason for it there, you know? Mm -hmm. And that's really cool because now we can watch season three truly knowing that season four was pen to paper already and that there's you know there's everything has a reason whereas there's great television shows where they're just like we killed it again let's fire up another one of these and they just Mm -hmm. make more Mm -hmm. shows and they say like well now this character is gonna marry this person like i'm sure when they started friends they weren't like yeah chandler and monica that's gonna be the end game here you know it's just like things develop on shows and things sort of start happening but in the mandalorian Favreau even said it himself. He's like, everything has this sort of purpose. I want to make sure when I'm writing this thing, uh, I'm doing it while we're making the show so that I'm not handcuffed. I don't handcuff myself in my storytelling. So that is so cool to me that not only is he, you know, I'm writing season four. We're in the works. He's like, I'm done. I wrote it. Season four, it's, it's it's on his MacBook somewhere, hopefully locked away. You know what I'm saying? So I'm really excited about that. And if they do get get it going filming uh, later this year, that's even more exciting because I know and I see a couple people in the in the live chat talking about it. I had heard on a podcast that, you know, there is worry about another writer strike because there are a lot of contractor writers and TV writers who are dealing with like really low pay and, you know, no benefits or whatever. So there, there's a looming thing of another strike which back in 07 08 a lot of shows got really derailed from that you know i know scrubs took a massive hit from the writer strike their season seven was walloped and they didn't really recover from that and they had to get picked up by a different network entirely i'm not saying that's going to happen to the disney shows but it seems like it's one of those let's get as much done as we can now so if there is the shutdown and the strike we are in better shape to not be too delayed and they probably feel experience with that because they had to do this type of stuff with the pandemic, which is completely different because this is not a strike, but they had to do skeleton crews and they had to do all these things to work around the pandemic happening to keep their schedule. I have a lot of faith in John Favreau, like it, more than anybody to steer the ship, as Lacey said. So uh, I, I, I think maybe they felt urgency because of the, the looming presence of the strike, but more than anything, just as a Star Wars fan, it gets me excited, like I said from my original point, that this thing's already written, so when they're doing season three, they know how to f- give that a real smooth finality to flow it right into season four and not feel strange. Mm-hmm. Yeah, This may be a, a, a weird take on this, but I think with him having already written season four, it makes me think that season four is definitely not the last season because I think they would have spent not that they did, they're not spending time on season four, but I think they would have really like waited and patiently planned out the writing for season for the final season, whatever it is. And I think you're exactly right, John, that it's just sort of that coherence that they're saying, Oh, we were doing three and just all the ideas, the places we wanted to go. We'll, we'll do that for four. We'll set that up for four. And it was kind of writing itself. And then now that they've, they've done they're in post and all this, you know, he's doing that, that the final uh, get season four written, uh and officially on the books um and i think mm-hmm. that just points that season four is just another one of the seasons so now we're now to me in my head i'm thinking mandalorian's gonna have five seasons because that fifth season will be a good round you know the v season or whatever <laughs> and then yeah. 
it could could be the end of it um because i think it doesn't it feel like it's starting to go too much if you say mandalorian season six then you that seems like too still much. take it i'll still take it. i mean you would still take it i'm sure we all would <laughs> but it it does it starts to feel like man how did they manage to ride that show out as long as they did you know man it's um, like 40 years of star wars and stuff i just don't know how they went so long and talking about star wars <laughs> well yeah you know what i mean <laughs> um I'm but what kidding. would that what would that put us season four would be 2025 according to our things season five would be 2027 yeah pretty wild. i think they're gonna end with a movie still and then eclipse yeah, will come know. out <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah remember that <laughs> yeah um well let's keep talking about john favreau because he he says he's confident audiences are going to know what's going on with grogu and mandu heading into season three um you know, Did you say Mandu? <laughs> Mandu? Did I? Yeah. Grogu hey, and Mandu. Mandu. Hey, Mandu. What are you doing, man? <laughs> Grogo and Mandu. Grogo and Mandu. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, he... The, the question here was posed is like, is there an issue with fans not knowing what's going on because of Book of Boba Fett? And that was where their Mandalorian Season 2 left off with this, and then they were reunited in, in Boba Fett. And uh, his answer was pretty straightforward as far as like, hey, look, if you're already watching The Mandalorian, you have Disney Plus. So you have access to the shows. We we're confident that people saw this. If you didn't see it, there are all sorts of groups and, and fan groups and forums and, and all sorts of chat online where people are filling each other in on what happened and how things went down. Um, so he's pretty confident that nobody's going to be confused going into Mandalorian season through, uh, season through <laughs> season three. Um, Lacey, what are your thoughts on, um, his comments here about, um, people being potentially confused? It's actually June's Ju- June's turn. <laughs> I was trying to make John, you want to go first on this one? Is it me turn? <laughs> turn. Um, yeah, I, I, you know, I can't imagine it's like, like uh, you know, Star Wars fan seven eight seven six five on Twitter, like being face to face with Favreau and arguing with him and being like, "Nah, man, like people won't get it," you know. So, mm-hmm. I I I believe I'm with Favreau on this 100. percent I think it's a different world now, and I think most people are well aware and, um. Like diehard Star Wars fans obviously saw Book of Boba Fett, so you cross them off the list. And then general Star Wars fans probably also watch Book of Boba Fett, so you cross them <laughs> off the list. And then you have casual fans who are going to be like, oh, they, I forgot that they separated. Oh, yeah, all right. That's cool. And they, as they watch the little recap at the beginning, you know. So I don't think, I think this is just one of those like Twitter things and people need to like cause hysteria over something that's really not that big of a deal. I feel like Jeff Goldblum right. in that interview where he's like, oh, Oh no, what's gonna happen? Oh, I'm crestfallen. You know, it's like, yeah, everything's gonna be fine. Everything's gonna be cool with the shoe. Okay. So, uh, what movie was that about? Uh, Sp- Spider Man, Spider Man not being yeah. a part of the MCU or something. Yeah. And he's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. oh no, oh no, what's gonna happen? And then they made like the biggest Spider Man movie ever for the MCU. Yeah. So, uh, I'm going with Goldblum. I'm going with Favreau. Goldblum and Mando would be pretty fun. But mm-hmm. I, yeah, I think Favreau's right. He gives fans way, um, he gives fans the the credit they deserve, and he he believes in their, he has faith in their awareness of what's going on, 
And I think he's spot on with that. Like the guy's been successful for almost 30 years for a reason. He has his finger on the pulse. He knows what's going on, you know, and I know he definitely listens. It's easy to be social media Monday morning quarterback and question one of the most successful filmmakers on the planet. But if we want to like get back to reality, the guy knows what he's doing. And I think Mm -hmm. it's, not going to be a big deal at all and i think it's going to be smooth and and solid now whether you agree with the decision to have reunited then that's a completely different thing and i understand that i'm just talking about Mm -hmm. the whole are people going to be confused i really don't think so you know i i I talked to my brother about it he's like he's like oh yeah when they get back together i'm like book of boba fett he's like he's like oh okay cool that was it Yeah. yeah yeah and uh you know he in his in his example he used uh the marvel uh, kind of way of doing things where he says, yeah. you, know, you have these sidestep movies like Captain Marvel. And, uh, you know, if you didn't see that, then you don't understand who's coming to save the day in the Avengers movie. But it seems like everything was fine. <laughs> Everybody put it together. <laughs> and I was like, that probably is one of the best examples that he could have done because considering she's a huge, important part of the, the, transition between the first uh infinity war and then end game and that second one and uh a lot of people i I mean look it was a huge successful movie but like in the pantheon of like the marvel movies miss mar or yeah miss marvel was captain marvel that's what i'm trying to get out uh was not super like you know praised on and and no it didn't make huge money or anything like that so there's a good chance a lot of people didn't go and see it and yet yeah. they were totally fine going into Infinity War and Endgame, which are like number four and five biggest. I didn't movies see of all Civil time. War. Believe it or not, you didn't I know see Civil War. No, you know it, it's it was just like it's a lot. And when there was the tension between you know Captain America and Tony Stark, I just like put two and two together. It was like all right, you know that probably happened in that movie or whatever. But yeah. I, you know it's. I it's I don't think it's like that big of a deal. Yeah. yeah. And I'll bring in Lacey on this too, but like it's it's that thought of like people he says people are talking online. So it's like even if you didn't see Civil War, your friend's gonna be like, uh, you know, they fought and then they kind of got back together, you know, or whatever. They just kind of tell you and you go into the next thing. Lacey, any any gripe with this or uh backing his comments as well? Yeah, I'm gonna be honest, I don't really have much to add only because it's like it seems pretty straightforward to me. Yes. I understand that people are, might be confused at first, but then it's like, oh cool, they're back. Because nobody watched the end of season two and was like, wait, he's gone now? He's never coming back. Forever. You know what I mean? Like no one was like, Good, he's gone. Get out. Grogu, <sighs> you suck. Like it was obviously the other way around where people were like, Oh my god, he's leaving. No, they're supposed to be together. Well, now they are. You skipped ahead. Congrats. <laughs> He's here. That's true. It's it's like you know when you you don't like there's a sequel coming out of a movie that's like decades old and you never saw the original and you get to watch it back to back with the new one. Mm-hmm. Like that's sort of like what those people can do now. They can just be mm-hmm. like, "Oh yeah, here we go." Yeah. Right there. I watched I watched like 8 Fast and Furious movies back to back and it was way more incredible than waiting like 15 years or whatever it is. Did you put a yeah, body kit on your car and a, and a coffee can <laughs> your exhaust and stuff now right after? Ab- absolutely. <laughs> I do want to give a quick um, shout out to uh, Mike Ramori's in the chat. Hey, Mike. And his daughter, Reagan, is also watching. Hey, Reagan. Uh, mm-hmm. How's it going? Just want to say hi. Um, Lacey, and Grogu does not our... suck. 
by the way. I was making a joke. I don't think he oh, actually yeah. sucks. Okay. Good. Before we move on, do we happen to have any super chats? We do, James. Thanks for asking. So thank you, uh, Aaron Ellington. What up, Aaron? I What's see you up? in the chat. Thanks for the super chat. He says, Grogu <laughs> Grogo and Mandu. I'd watch that parody. Grogo. Seems like a, an animated show where they're like a little off, like Ed, Ed, and Eddie or something. Yeah. Well, that's our way around the copyright strike. I was going to yeah, say, exactly. that's literally like some knockoff show, some random country. It's Grogo and Mandu. Yeah. Except in this one, like Grogu's the big body and Mandu's the little one that he's holding. <laughs> It's like Calvin and Hobbes, sort of. Like, <laughs> the big one is Gogo. Uh, thank you, Aaron. Really appreciate it. We also have a super chat from David Ford. Hey, David. He says, Mayfair Witch Hunter for hire. Payment upon receipt of the ice chest containing Witch's Heart. I'm not sure what you're asking for, but thank you for the super chat. Mayfair Witch Hunter for hire. By the way, I, I came across uh, exclusive dialogue from The Mandalorian Season 3 recently, if you guys want to hear it. Oh, okay. Go ahead. <clears throat> so, Grogu speaks, finally. You're really building this up. Go ahead. But the the irony of it is he has a New York accent. And it's just like, it's, it's very peculiar. But, you know, John Favreau was born in Brooklyn, so maybe it's a homage to his history. But uh, I got it right here. I'll read it right here. Here's the dialogue. <clears throat> Grogu. Hey, Pops, what happened to that strong lady? Mando. Cara Dune? She's running a deli in the Outer Rim. Grogu. Ah, whatever. <laughs> That's it. I look exclusive. From I wish we had a We good. Grogu's New York Grogu's from New York now forever. I don't care if he talks for real. Ah, um, whatever. I was very curious. I looked up Mayfair Witches. It's an Anne Rice book that's been turned into a TV show that's currently airing. Oh, so, what is that? Nice. Sure. Maybe sure we should something. start an Anne Rice podcast. I, yeah, I didn't know. Yeah, that's cool. Um, Who's Anne Rice? All right, we got another story here uh, before we wrap up Resistance Report. Um, and that is that Lucasfilm revealed the next Star Wars celebration is happening in 2025. So, what's interesting is they released on StarWars.com a you know, top reasons you should book now and come to Star Wars Celebration 2023. And one of the reasons was, well, it wasn't one of the reasons, but they mentioned that the, since the next celebration isn't happening till 2025, and I'm like, did they really just say that? <laughs> they really just said that. Normally, it's this big thing that they wait till the end of the thing and then they put up the next one and everybody cheers and we already know now because uh, they said it 2025 Lacey, what are your thoughts on celebration not happening for two years after this current one i'm okay with it i i think it's it's all right to to take a break um because it just lets people that you know it, it's a crazy time right now so it lets people save up for the next one i think that's an awesome opportunity it also gives them time to kind of spread things out and if they have nothing to announce it's like you feel like you're missing out by paying for a ticket that's not cheap for an event that they have nothing to announce um i think the obvious thing which by the way i had to laugh that everybody posted the same screenshot of highlighting text <laughs> this announcement on social media uh, it made me laugh but uh i think the big thing here well there's a couple things First, I think that definitely uh, 
validates that Hollywood Reporter thing saying that they're going to announce movies at Celebration because they're setting this up of, hey, we're going to go out with a bang on this one and make you wait and then come back again when we're getting ready for that movie. So I think the movie stuff's definitely happening. Um, James, you're completely right. Um, talking from my experience of working these shows, it's unheard of that they would announce this so early that they're not doing another show. The only explanation for it, a little inside bit, is that tickets are not selling well. They're looking at this going, we need to sell tickets because they want to be sold out by the time they get to the show because then they don't have to deal with that on site because it's sold out. Um, and before the show, I just kind of brought up the the website. So four-day kids are still available, Friday adults available, Sunday adult, Monday adult. Friday kids, Saturday kids, Sunday kids, Monday kids. The only things sold out are Saturday adult, four day, and Jedi Master. So if they're telling people like, hey, this is your last chance to get to go, they're adding that pressure. And especially right around that ticket mailing deadline and the light kind of reverse your ticket, sell it back to people thing. I genuinely think this is like why they wrote that article and why they made that plug in there. Because they knew people would mm. notice and then they knew it would create urgency for people to buy tickets. I'm not saying that it shouldn't be sold out. I'm just saying from my my experience running events, like nothing is better than knowing prior to the event happening that it's sold out. You don't have to deal with selling tickets on site. You don't have to deal with any of that craziness. It's just, hey, you show up and then they get to change the whole perspective of like where people get into the show in the morning, how security works because – they don't have to worry about someone coming in that doesn't have to ticket get it doesn't have a ticket that then has to get one. Um, but I think it's going to be a great event regardless. But yeah, no, we're getting it. We're getting movies. Yeah, you know, I'm surprised that it didn't sell out because the last one in Europe was seven years ago. You know, like I figured, like yeah. those, those people would be like, "Oh, this is my shot." You know, I could get to go to one of these. I won't be able to go again until 2030. Yeah, um, like Miguel, uh, when we found out when we found out the next one was in London, he was like, "Oh, well, then I am definitely." Yes, be- he was right. very. Excited. Was a lot of people before. we were friends with were very excited about it, yeah. and including people who couldn't come to the United States for for one. So I'm very surprised about that. I if they're that, you know, it's close. Where how many days? Forty something. Forty. Yeah. It's. I know they don't like revealing what they're going to reveal, but. If they if they have one bullet left in the chamber, it might be we're going to reveal some upcoming movie announcements or something. Get yeah, that last I, push to get people in there or something. I do think there's so much more they could have done. I mean, maybe this is just a, a throwaway thing and they don't think it's as important. They're holding closer other things. But I'm surprised that this was the thing because they've been announcing people showing up. So I don't know, bring in some heavy hitters. Say that Harrison Ford's going to be there. Say that Mark Hamill's going to be there. Whatever. You know, to Lacey's old school point, though, is like you can't guarantee Harrison Ford's going to be there, right? Well, that's oh true. Oh, my God. He was going to be there in 2015 and then he crashed that plane. And then they were like, we'll never say who's at these panels ever again. <laughs> that statement alone is so ridiculous. I remember Imagine sitting in that, that meeting being like, any other celebrity, like, <laughs> Well, Brad Pitt was going to be there, and then he crashed that plane. <laughs> Hasn't he crashed two planes now? Yes, he has. Yep. Get off my plane. And then Literally. Carrie Fisher sent him a 30-pack of beer, telling him because he always said he would never fly when he drinks, so she sent him beer so he would stop flying. 
Isn't that amazing? That's one of the best stories ever. After his plane crash, instead of like this whole consoling thing, she like uses humor. So she sends him a case of beer with a note saying like, I know you don't drink, you fly when you drink. So here's a case of beer. <laughs> I do want to jump in here really quick. Christian Morales. What up, Christian? Chris, Hi, Christian, Chris. Chris. Uh, super chat. What's up? Thanks so much. He says, it's my son's birthday today. Happy birthday to your son. Yes, uh, so I can't hang and birthday. watch, but I ha have a great one, TRB. I'm super excited to get back into the Mando Fan Show. And he said, este es el camino. Love this is it. the way. It is. Happy birthday to your past, son, yeah. Christian. Happy, is that what that means? Happy this birthday. is the way? It's this is the path, but. Oh. That, it's saying, yeah, there's no other, like, there's the no other word for yeah. way. So that's the way. Yeah. But yeah, happy birthday to your son. We didn't catch his name, but happy birthday to uh is it Eho? I think it's Eho, right? Son. Eho is son, yeah. Yeah. But uh thanks, Chris. I'll start calling you Chris. Fine. Christian, Chris, <laughs> Christian, Chris, Christian. Yeah. Christian. Um <laughs> Yeah, one other thing we did I mean, we didn't really talk about it. Lacey, you you mentioned it lightly, but I wanted to bring it up and actually discuss it a little bit, is that they could announce movies uh at this one and then say that's all you get and then the 2025 one is the lead up to the 2025 film which is currently on the schedule mm -hmm, um mm -hmm. anything more you want to elaborate on that like what do you mean i i i think they're gonna announce more than one movie i don't think they're just gonna announce one i think they're gonna announce the one that's coming in 2025 and probably bring out i'm assuming it's damon lindelof so they're probably gonna bring him out and talk about what the movie's about but then they're probably gonna announce the other movies whether it's a logo or a premise because the weird thing is in 2015 and then 2016 but definitely 2015 they did announce other movies like they had a panel about boba fett with josh trank like <laughs> they had like a rogue it didn't one happen yeah it didn't happen, but I have the image that I had created about it, like on my computer <laughs> for a newsletter. Oh, wow. um, but like then Rogue One, they talked about how it was like the Star Wars Star Wars anthology series is what it was going to be called. And all these movies were going to fall under an anthology that weren't saga films. So like it's weird because in 2015, they announced like kind of all these ideas and like what was coming. And then we had that investor day in 2020 where they announced all this stuff. And it's just been like crickets about some of those things. So I mm -hmm. think they really need Droid to... story still coming. Yeah, I, I think they really need to hit hard and at this celebration, especially if they're taking a year off to keep people thinking about the brand and about what's happening, that they got to give us some stuff to keep us going. Because right now, before all the new stuff's out, like Mandalorian is carrying Star Wars. And look, I'm right. not saying Andor's not good, but Mandalorian is carrying Star Wars. Mando and Grogu are both they have a jetpack of Star Wars franchise on their back. Mm -hmm. nice. Absolutely. Um, all right. Well, that will wrap it up for Resistance Report this week. And we're going to take it into the next section, uh, which is called here. I'll, I got a little thing. Why don't we do that? Uh, ask the Resistance. I've been wondering, what are midi-chlorians? All Jones right. Is you? Yeah, it's time for Ask the Resistance. Uh, so if you're in the live chat, pop in a question that you want us to talk about uh, in the realm of Star Wars. Use the hashtag so we know your question is for us for this segment. Appreciate that very much. And uh, we'll we'll discuss them. So start popping them in. I know I believe we have one that came in from 
Sarah Gover earlier. Um, and we have speculated on this for a long time, but she asked how many total seasons of Mando are we getting? So this is just sort of us guessing, you know, I think me and James are on the same page here. Lacey believes, I believe 12 seasons was Lacey's guess. Mm-hmm. For, no, I'm kidding. But I think five, I think five is going to be the number. I think 40 episodes and that'll close it. Uh, Lacey, what do you think? I think if we're talking just TV, five. If we're talking more than TV, I think four in a movie. All right. I, I'm i going to say five as well. I think that, that what we kind of discussed earlier um, kind of made sense to me. And I'm still... Lacey, you're going to win a big one if there is a movie. Because <laughs> like, I'm still I'm still trying to wrap I my head around that. I am going to pie these guys six times each. We didn't do a five bet on that. We didn't, no. I'm just kidding. Uh, we do have a super chat, though, so I do want to bring that up. Uh, it is with Count Pepto himself, Luke. Yo! Luke. Thanks for the super chat. He said, can't stay for the whole show, but I wanted to say what's up, TRB. Are you guys ready Not for the food much. in England during celebration? Laughing face. We'll get some good TRB pub stories. Mm. Everyone's always dogging on the food over there. I like English food. I like meat pies. I like fish and chips. <laughs> I like potatoes. I like English food like I like meat pie bed. There we go. I like you know meat what I mean? pies. Yeah. Lacey? Um, what? What? Hi, I like what? English food like I like fair food. Like I would like not carnival? like carnival? Yeah. It's like I wouldn't want to eat this every day, but I think that's a little disservice to British people. Like Gordon Ramsay would be very offended if you said his food was like carnival food. Well, we're not yeah, but when we're going, we're not eating Gordon Ramsay three Michelin star. <laughs> it's like but his food be... is British food. Like beef Wellington is British. Yeah, I know, but mm. you know what you're t- I don't know. I think there's a big difference between Sit like down, what James. we'll probably end up eating. <laughs> No. All right. Well, that's part of the joke here. Are you guys ready for the food? <laughs> well, I, I've, I, people I who live there have said it's not, it's not the best. But um, yeah, Luke, I'm very excited for TRB pub stories. I'm very excited to go to pubs. I'm very excited to find some cool nooks, uh, hop on a stool and clang some beers with uh, all you guys. So absolutely. I'm very, very excited for that. And thank you for the super chat. I And I've been, you know, seeing your world traveling photos too, man. So hopefully you're getting Lots some of good, good food, food from yeah, drinks, campaign. yeah, out about there. But uh, look forward to catching up with you and having some good times. Absolutely. So um, JT, who is currently yes. up super early, uh, what up, JT? So glad you're still here. He asks, "What is your favorite piece of unused concept art for Star Wars?" <sighs> Can That's do you want to jump in? Harder. I have some. Yeah, go ahead. Um, yeah. It's either two, one, like the one where Ray was like under the water in the Death Star, I thought was super cool. Or like the Millennium Falcon, like underwater with a spotlight on was super cool. Or, um, and I'm going to fall, <laughs> fall into this kind of like, I don't know, it's assumed choice. Um, I really enjoyed the shot of Padme like with the twins on her back, like going to approach Anakin. Mm-hmm. I still think that's a cool concept photo because she looks so awesome. And she had like a knife. Like that's the Padme I know. Not the one that's like, I don't know you anymore. I'm actually, I'm going to give Lacey's actual answer, which is the spider baby head. Oh, but see, but that's not just concept. <laughs> they actually built that James. 
that's concept art that never happened. As that, unused that it, concept it art. It technically counts, but at the same time, it doesn't <laughs> because they did make it. It exists. It's a gray, yeah, it's a gray area. I can see both sides on that. <laughs> but uh, I agree, a, it's cool. I have to see that one with Padme. I, I don't know that I've seen that. So if you you have to send that to me. Okay. Um, I will uh, do. I, go ahead, James. I, I don't know, man. It's tough. Like I I'm I'm actually I was kind of putting something together with some um uh unused like proto art and stuff for star wars and i don't know what what sticks off on the top of my head because a lot of it is just like it's like just strange versions like dream versions of what we we did get it's not that it so much was unused and they have begun they've begun using some of the stuff recently too oh that well no also i mean like fighters rebels yeah i mean too like rebels has a lot of stuff in it that's based on like the ralph Mm -hmm. mccory stuff um, the John Boyega that, Stormtrooper Rebellion was something that I thought was so sick. Oh, the Duel of Fates concept yeah. art that was. I, I have a that. clear one, a clear one. If, to get mine out of the way, right. uh, it's Ralph McQuarrie. You got to go with the OG. It's the Emperor's Lava Throne Room that they were going to oh, use right. for Return of the Jedi, um, where his like instead of it being in the Death Star, I don't know if it was supposed to be Mustafar or what, but the whole thing is like this lake of fire. And Luke and Vader go to him on this like sort of floating piece of something. <laughs> and they've, I think, were have been inspired by it with certain things in Rise of Skywalker, in Revenge of the Sith. But seeing him sitting on that throne surrounded by all this lava and stuff and these like stalactites and stuff like in this cave, mm-hmm. like it's pretty, pretty wild. So if, I, I'm sure a lot of people have seen that one, but the, mm-hmm. that's my favorite. I think it's really cool. I'll throw I'll throw out one. Um, the Darth Maul picture that was deemed too scary. Oh yeah. Oh, what's that? You know what I'm talking about. Yeah. There's a there's a drawing that they did of Darth Maul, and that was supposed to be it. And the George Luke, Lucas said it. It was just it was too scary, and so they they toned they pulled it back a little <laughs> bit. Um, and if I'm not mistaken, I think the character has sort of been reutilized to some degree, but uh, but not. I mean. It was kind of a famous picture of Darth Maul, where I think uh, female Darth Maul too. Mm-hmm. If I'm not mistaken. Interesting. I do have a Bad Batch question next. So this one comes from Kliznatch. <laughs> nice little icon of them with a dart. Uh, looks like a Darth Vader saber. Very cool. Uh, they asked, "Did any of you see a similarity between Omega and the Blue Governor from a recent Bad Batch episode? Eyes, face, structure, and personality." James, I'm gonna let you chime in here because you do the Bad Batch reaction videos, reviews. Similarities between Omega and the Blue and Governor. Senator Chuchi. I'm that's assuming, what I imagine she's yeah. saying. Um, from a recent episode of Bad Batch. Um, what do you think? I mean, I think they're supposed to both be characters that are uh, innocent, but like willing to get things done have to do it but like don't have a quite great understanding of everything around them and the way the system works um even though chuchi has been around for a long time i think uh i i'm i'm almost curious if this question is based on like do you think they reuse the model (laughs) or or that that they're related in some way maybe that's how i took it that's how i took it too i don't see how that would be possible at all (laughs) True, I know. True. Yeah, one is a clone and one's like of a, a an alien species from another planet. Um mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't I wouldn't imagine 
no, I, I don't think there the there's a relation there. I think I think you do bring out something that I hadn't thought of though is how their personalities are very naive to the world, uh, but yet obviously wanting to do everything they can to to um, stand up for people and help people. I think that's very important and very uh, noteworthy. Hmm. Yeah, great answer. Um, here's one that's kind of off off the path of star wars but megan wants to know if any of us are going to go see cocaine bear yes 100 i'll probably see it once it comes out on like demand i, <laughs> I have i had no plans to see this movie until i watched uh alden ehrenreich and um uh now i can't think of uh, o'shea jackson jr o'shea jackson jr yeah the two of them together are amazing <laughs> like, <laughs> they were bouncing off of each other so well this was the uh lights yeah. camera barstool interview it was phenomenal i i loved the two of them i loved every second of listening to them go back and forth i was like this pairing is amazing there's gold here and uh and it made me want to see the movie off of a, an interview or an, a media session um I absolutely loved it. I haven't seen anything like that since the nice guys watching Russell yeah. Crowe and uh, yeah, that man, like it was, that interview was amazing. Um, and, and really just the two of them were, are paired so perfectly. I, I feel like I have to see it now. It looks, <laughs> I'm excited. Very yeah. cool. I am very excited to see it. It's getting like good reviews already. And you know, it, it knows what it is. You know, it's not supposed to be taken too seriously, but it's a unique movie. It's not a sequel to something. It's it's fresh, and that's really cool mm-hmm. and rare. Uh, and it's Alton Ehrenreich. Like, I'll, I, I want to run through walls to support that dude. So uh, mm-hmm. I'm absolutely going to go check this thing out. Nice. Next up, we have Andrew Staley. Hey, Andrew, how's it going? He wants to know, outside of the High Republic, publishing has been pretty slow. Why do you guys think that is? Well, you want my answer? I'm going to say I have no idea. I'm going to be completely honest. I don't know. But I'll, I'll let John go first. I I don't know that though. I I always say this, but I wish we were able to get information on book sales. Um, you know, I, I was in publishing production for a decade. I know that they can make these books with not that high of budgets, um, especially if, you know, they're hiring writers I've never heard of to write these canon Star Wars novels. Um, maybe they're not, you know, selling that well. Um, maybe there's concern with uncertainty of what they want to do with certain timelines in the Star Wars story, where they don't want to be beholden to things. Um, like, you don't want to reverse engineer yourself where you are stuck on the important stuff. And what I mean by important stuff is the big money makers, like the movies and the shows, because you made a series of books during this time frame, and it screws up what you can do with the story. So I think they're trying to iron out what they want to do with the movies and the shows uh, before and after the Skywalker stuff. And once they really firmly established that, especially the post episode nine stuff, once they really set a path and a course, then I think they'll re-engage putting these uh, pockets of books in the timeline. I think, I think they need to, they're trying to iron that stuff out first though. Top heavy. Yeah. It's tricky. And with the high Republic, especially they've been given and they've said this out loud, like they've been given this time period that they can play and do whatever they want. And I think that's been to their benefit because they're not held to anything 
that might be an issue, you know, that might contradict a movie or contradict a show or contradict a comic book or something like that. So I think for the other stuff, I'm assuming I, I kind of agree with what John was saying is like they're trying to figure out what the stories are that are away from the High Republic still. Um, like the one that just came out that's going to be for uh, play into Cal's story for Jedi Survivor. We're interested mm-hmm. to see where that goes. But like that, again, is kind of on its little subset that like his established character is kind of over here. It has its own place. But I mean, at the same time, that does have canon repercussions because we've seen him in Obi-Wan Kenobi. So it's yep. tricky. What do you think, James? Um, well, I mean, for that specific example, too, like they probably had to wait until the Jedi survivor script was done to be able to hand it off to somebody else. So that's to John's point is like, you got to wait until certain media is completed before you can finish your other thing. Because we also saw that with the Mandalorian, they wrote a book, a whole book in between seasons one and two. And then they were like, oops, never mind. We changed our mind in the production of season two. And that book's not happening anymore. And it just got scrapped. I think overall, the big story here probably is that when Disney bought or when Lucasfilm and Disney, all, it all became one thing. Everybody like me jumped on and was like, I'm reading all these books and all these books sold. And they, they were like, oh, dish them out, dish them out, dish them out. And they knew at that time they were doing uh, a movie every single year and they were going to have content all over the place and they were going to do this, blah, 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 blah. Then everything slowed down. They had Last Jedi and all this other stuff. And they're like, oh my gosh, okay. Um, back it off. Let's not do content about our mainline stuff. Let's give, let's make money mm-hmm. elsewhere. And then they created this idea for the High Republic. Everybody got excited about the High Republic. But again, like the first thing is you can get excited about it and they see a big grow, a big uh, jump in numbers right at the beginning. But then as people fall off, who's excited about like the fifth, sixth and seventh High Republic book? Or or I should say like Thrawn, for instance, like you can come out with a new Thrawn trilogy. The first book sells great. The second book is going to do less because some people didn't read the first and don't want to read the second if they didn't read the first. So it just goes down. And then the third book does less. Um, So I, I don't know. I just think right now publishing is probably trying to figure itself out and they're waiting for everything to to go back on the up as far as live action. Um, But what kind of surprises me is that there hasn't been more um, like rebels books. There hasn't been a Mm -hmm. novel about rebels that, I mean, as far as I know, there's only the one book about um, Kanan and Hera like early on. And then they're coming to live action too. So that could be why, you know, I mean, I guess so, but it just seems to me like they they could very easily do a lot of Rebels books and they haven't done that. That that property's been done for a long while. They could play in that world and um, have somebody come in and say, I'd love to get to write the like young Ezra story or, you know, yeah. uh, this side mission that we didn't see in the show. But anyway, I think that's where publishing is at right now, Andrew. Awesome. Great answer. Long, long great question. Answer. <laughs> no, but it was Sorry. a great question. It, it comes with a lot of information and insight. Mm-hmm. So I appreciate that. Okay. Last question of the night comes from Blue Jedi. What a Blue Jedi asks favorite performance in a Star Wars. Star Wars. In, in, in a Star, Star Wars. War. <laughs> in a Star Wars. Uh, so let's go around quick. Just maybe quick one sentence person of why you think they have the best. I'd like to start by saying no. Um, 
I got to go with Harrison Ford and Empire Strikes Back. Why, why would I kid myself? Okay. Do you want to give a reason why, or are you just, that's your reason? It's the greatest performance in the history of cinema. All right. James? Hmm. It's tough for me <laughs> because I think most people are going to say uh, an actor that gave a, a character, but I, I think I'm going to go with Donald Glover doing Lando. Fair. Not an original character is what I mean to say. Um, because I think he had to bring something to that character and it, it couldn't just be his own. Like, I don't know, like Alden mm -hmm. did a great job doing his own thing, but like, there's just something about like how perfectly he nailed it. Like he went beyond impression and is like, I believe that you are Lando <laughs> like a hundred percent. I don't know how you did it, but he is like the most I've been the most sold on a performance, an actor performing a character as Lando. That's nuts. Nice. That's that, a great that is answer. Nuts. Yeah. That's a great, that's a great answer. Uh, I'm going to say Mark Hamill in return of the Jedi. I think his character grew so much not just luke skywalker himself but mark as an actor grew a lot throughout the original trilogy and you can right. see like his skills and just like his artistic view of the character change throughout each movie and just he makes luke who he is um and return of the jedi still stands as one of my top star wars movies uh it always has been and it was the one that when i was little kind of solidified my love for Star Wars because of Luke Skywalker, like how he was so awesome in the beginning of the movie at Jabba's Palace, how he was willing to forgive his father despite everything that he had done, um, save the day, be there for his friends, do the right thing. It was just such a meaningful performance for me that I can't look at anything else and be like, oh yeah, I like this better because he's Luke Skywalker. He's my childhood mm -hmm. hero. So I'm going to say Mark Hamill, Return of the Jedi. Awesome question. Thank you, Blue Jedi. All right. Thank you, everybody, for listening and watching and being a part of TRB. It means a great deal to us. We hope you have a good time and uh, get joy out of checking out our podcast because everyone's always got something going on, whether it's work or other issues out there. And we just hope that you have a fun time and enjoy yourself when you check out our show. It means a great deal to us. And we have a fun time knowing you do. Uh, but um like i said before make sure you're subbed wherever that is whether that's a podcast platform our channel or both we appreciate that as well and of course patreon if you are able to and you want to support what we do allow us to keep doing what we do and expand upon that stuff like mando fan show covering and attending events a lot of our uh additional content that we're doing even some of the stuff we're branching out and doing shorts on our channel and other videos about other stuff i may do a reaction video to cocaine bear that's probably going to happen. Um, <laughs> you can join our Patreon at patreon.com slash resistance broadcast. Tiers start at just $5 per month, and your support goes a long way. So if you're able to, uh, head to the site, patreon.com slash resistance broadcast, and sign up because we have a lot of cool stuff over there. There's a bunch of tiers and a lot of great content and a really cool Discord as well. Uh, but I need to do a special shout-out to our generals and spice runners on Patreon. Uh, Generals Carmelo, John Reese, Jetta Rosewater, Frank Grande, Darth Hurricane, Nick Kratz, Christian Morales, Chris Morales, Brian Smith, Matt Chitty, Danny, Mike Ramori, Matt Heath, Brendan McLaughlin, Count Pepto, Sneaky Zebra, Paul Sullivan, Aaron Ellington, 
Diana, Ivar, and Micah Harrison. And our Spice Runners, David Probus, Neil Shaw, Kendall Gellner, Ryan Wara, Dave Hornack, Thomas Hennessy, Andrew Staley, Jeremy Myers, and Michael Fry. Thank you all. And to yes. all our patrons, thank you very much. Uh, we will be back with you on Monday where we're going to do our final episode before the return of the Mandalorian. So that means we're going to give our bold predictions for the Mandalorian season three, AKA things that probably have no chance of happening, but we're taking our swings <laughs> at it. So enjoy your weekends and we'll see you next time with another episode right here on the resistance broadcast. See you around kids. 